Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, Episode 45. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host today, and I've got a great guest with us today. Now, Sue Swank is the owner of Swank Photography in Key West, Florida, and Sue has been able to figure out a way to turn her hobby into her full-time career, which is, I know, a dream that so many of us have. And so Sue is here today to tell us how she did it. She's here to tell us some lessons she's learned along the way and also share some best practices that maybe you could apply to your business or as you begin your adventure and your journey, you might be able to use some things she's going to share with us as well. So, Sue, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you here today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I've given just a small snippet of who you are. That's like the, you know, that's like the caption that goes under the picture, so to speak. <laughs> so I know there's a lot more to it. And you've got, you know, the whole story of you that happened up until you got into business. And so can you kind of lay the background and tell us a little bit about you both personally and professionally and uh, give us any information you think would be helpful for us? I was born in Washington, D.C., um, and I grew up in Virginia. My dad was in the military, and I was a military okay. brat. Um, I'm also mili- married to the military. My husband is U.S. Army. Um, okay. We moved down here approximately 15 years ago. We were from New York. And then oh, uh, wow. prior to being a professional photographer, I was a victim advocate between New York oh. and here. And um, it, I was there for, good Lord, good many years. Uh-huh. It, it was really good. It, it was it was really demanding. It was good. And um, photography was a hobby of mine when I was a victim advocate because it actually got me to relax and debrief after a really good mm-hmm. case. So mm-hmm. um, after many, many years of being a victim advocate, I'd say about 10, I decided to retire from the old league, and I turned my photography hobby into my second career, basically. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was, so, it was really fun. Yeah. Now, and so had you been doing, like, just photography for your for your own, you know, use up until then? Or had you kind of had some things going on on the side where you were kind of doing a little bit of freelancing? No, it was, it was 100% by myself, for myself, basically. I just okay. went out and, and um, you know, I remember, I remember this one really tough case. It was a, uh, it, it was a child case. And uh-huh. they're really, really hard cases sometimes. Yeah. And I got called up early, and I got done right around 5.30, I think, in the morning. And oh, wow. And I was really upset with it. And I remember I went home, and I grabbed my camera, and I went over to No Name. Uh-huh. And the sun was just starting to come up. And I've got a terrible voice, but I started singing while I was taking <laughs> pictures. And, yeah, the singing kind of like made the fish want to just kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> God bless them. But, and we thought um, it was an algae bloom, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, the whale's beaking, whatever. <laughs> but um, I went home, and I downloaded the images, and I thought, wow, that's, that's really good. I should go in a dark place more often. But the sunrise, it just looks so beautiful. 
and I was wow. always keeping these images, and then I would give them out as as Christmas gifts to family. Mm-hmm. So that's how that kind of started. I see. Well, you know, I mean, it, it definitely helps that you, um, like I mentioned, whenever I introduce you, you live in the Florida Keys, as as do I. And uh, you mentioned no name, talking about no name key, which is right over here behind my house. And uh, it's one of those things where the beauty of the landscape definitely inspires you. No matter, I mean, I don't have a professional photography bone in my body. I'm the one that takes pictures of her thumbs, you know, with with maybe a little bit of a sunset photobombing the thumb picture, you know, and that sort of thing. But it does, it is inspiring when you get out in nature and see something as beautiful as what is here in the Florida Keys. So I definitely understand how that could inspire you to sing. And, and also people love whenever you share that kind of thing because right. they're, they're definitely not exposed to that on a normal basis. So now as soon as you left your victim advocate business, it was, you know, not, it, was, it wasn't a business. It was your career. It was your job. It was what you worked for somebody else to do. Um, Kind of tell us how you got started because, you know, it's it's the idea or, or the I, the dream everyone has of, oh, I'm such a good blank in my, you know, for a hobby and I want to turn that into career. There's, you know, it seems like a, a oh, it, well, just do it. Just take the leap of faith and go do it. But there's a lot of ground to cover between getting a regular paycheck for doing a job and having a hobby that's bringing in zero dollars to suddenly turn that into a business. And so can you kind of give us some background and tell us how you started and kind of how your business has evolved over the years? Sure, sure. Well, when I, you know, I started doing it with uh, scenic and analogs and flowers. Right. You know, I think like anybody does, they go out to the yard and go, oh, pretty flower, and they yeah. thousands <laughs> of pictures of one flower. Right. And, you know, God bless them. Yeah. As if it changes poses, exactly, right? Exactly, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you see a bird and you go, oh, please don't fly away. Just stay there. Stay yes. There. And, you know, I was one of those people and I loved it. Um, I, you know, like I said earlier, I was given away some pictures. And then I had um, someone ask me to take pictures of her rose garden. So I did that oh. and she paid me a little bit of money. I thought, well, that was nice. And she put yeah. them up on the wall and I thought that was really nice. You know, and then I had a young lady ask me. She was getting into modeling, and she wanted a portfolio. Now, I had never worked with people before, and I was like, uh-huh. uh, oh, Lord, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that I, is kind of a different animal, so to speak. And you it know, was completely you... different, now, but I mean, I, and I did it. And, I, you know, it wasn't, you know, I had to do my research, like, how do I do this? What do I do? You know, and, and um, looking back at the images back then, they were kind of rough. But she liked them, and, and you know, it started from there. Once I did one model it was like it kind of like took off because the word spread around big pine and and you know key west and all them you know mm-hmm. miss sue will take your picture for you so then i had mm-hmm. all these young girls wanting to get into modeling and they were like well let me you know can you take my picture can you do this can you do that so i said yeah i will do it and then miami got wind of me okay and um i had some models from miami come down and they were like We'll work different agencies. Can you, we want to shoot down here. Can you do this? So that's how that snowballed into it. So now I, I primarily, I started out with, like I said, scenic and animals. And now I primarily work exclusively just with models. Wow. And that's, I was going to say, that is a, um, 
you know, that is a challenge in itself because honestly what your business is is laying the groundwork for somebody else's business by taking, you know, pictures of models. I mean, because you really have the ability to help them get work or not. Right. You know, <laughs> you can really mess up a career. Oh, if Lord, you, I know. You know, <laughs> I know. You know, I mean, it's, it's serious. It's not the same as, I mean, don't get me wrong, capturing a special moment in time, whether it's a wedding or a birth of a child or, you know, those first this, that, and the other, that's important. But, you know, you're you're playing with someone's livelihood. And so I know those people want the best they can get for the the price they can afford, you know, during that time to try to help them put their best foot forward because that's all they're, you know, that's how they're selling themselves to the modeling agencies. It, so exactly, this one this one case, if you don't mind me uh, discussing, it, sure. Um, I had this one situation years ago, and I learned it was a lesson learned because I, you know, I had a little trial and errors every once in a while. Oh this yeah, was a lesson I had to learn. This one young lady came down from Miami to shoot. Getting in, she just got signed with an agency. She wanted to do a portfolio. And I had, you know, I said, well, let's go out to Bay Honda. And uh-huh. we're going to shoot out there. I said, okay, let's go shoot. And we were over by Railroad where the uh, uh-huh. thing is. And right. I had her laying down in the underneath the bridge thing with all the flowers and stuff. And, I, you know, it looked beautiful. And then she goes, I'm a little itchy here. I said, okay. I oh, said, no. I wasn't anything. She goes, no, no, no. It's okay. So I, I turn around and I go down the steps. No thing I turn down the steps and I look up. She had broken out in hives <clears throat> the size of um, quarter dollars on her face. <laughs> no. And this is, she was 17 years old. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so she's like, I don't feel good. And oh. I'm like, oh, my God. So we had to go to the um, uh, little customer thing and we had to take her to the hospital. What happened oh my is that she God. got bit. She got bit by some kind of nociums or red ants or something out there. Oh, my and God. And she had an allergic reaction. Her boyfriend was down here with her and her oh brother. No. We had to call her mother from Miami to get permission for the doctors to treat her. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. She didn't know That's she was a... allergic to anything. So oh, my no. My was like, don't ever do that again. Next time you got to go through a whole checklist. Uh, what are you allergic to? Are you allergic to this? Are you allergic to that? Right. And oh. that was that was a really unnerving. It was like within ten minutes. I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna kill this model, and my right. kids will be gone at the same time. Get going through. Right. Now, I was going to say that is not something that you normally think about. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are, you know, there's a lot of photographers that that stay strictly in a studio. But when you're out doing a photo shoot, you don't really think about the intrinsic harm or, or, you know, risk that you're taking on by putting someone in an environment that you don't have control over. You know, you don't have control over the nature and all that. And so um, that's a very good point, though, because it it can that not having the forethought or the thoroughness to either, number one, evaluate and assess the situation for risk or number two, talk to your your legal counsel and make sure that you have proper disclaimers and waivers and consent forms and all these other things in right. place right. before you do that. I think um, that's definitely good advice because I would have never thought about that. But when you said she laid down and got up saying she was itching, I thought, oh, no, fire ants or something. You know, I, I can just, I can see it now. That yeah, it and, just... and she kissed even her mother when we got a hold of the mother. She was like, she's never been allergic to anything and she's been to the beach. 
And uh-huh. someone was like, what do you people have down there? I was like, I have no clue, ma'am. Yeah, And exactly. my friend was like, well, don't ever say you don't have a clue. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you know what? He goes, for now on, you give him a checklist, and you make him sign a waiver. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. But, you know, it's that was a lesson definitely. learned. Yeah, definitely. And I was I was going to say I'm sure it gives you it gives you uh, new eyes to look at every potential um scenic area that you want to take people, uh, you know, as well. And it's it's one of those things where, you know, you it's like you want the prettiest thing, but at the same time you've got to assess the risk and look and see what, you know, see what's going to be best for your client as well. So, so you started out with the animals and nature and that sort of thing. You evolved into modeling kind of almost by accident that wasn't really your um that that wasn't your target market or anything like that but now when you got to the point where you did one model or you did you know a few of these young girls trying to get into modeling um how did do you know how word traveled like you said you know suddenly Miami you're getting calls from people in Miami how do you know how they found out about you was it strictly word of mouth or were you doing any advertising it it was word of mouth also it was over on Excuse me. I was on a site called Model Mayhem. Okay. And, um, you know, I threw up some of the pictures and, you know, I said, you know, hey, I'm just getting into this. And if you want to come down and she let me know. And then I had a couple of them come down. And then it was like word of mouth after that. You know, I mean, I was having models. And I still get models as far as Canada. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And, you know, private message me on Facebook or Model Mayhem. And they go, hey, look, I'm, I'm flying in. I'll be there for a weekend. I want to schedule, I want to book a shoot with you. And, you know, these are models who have been in rock videos and fashion shows and stuff like this. Oh, wow. And so are most people coming to you rather than you having to go to them? Yeah, the majority of them do, yes. Okay. Well, it's not a bad place to, you know, have to come and have a business expense to come down to the Florida Keys for the exactly, people that haven't yeah. been here. It's uh definitely has its draws. So, now, did you have any fear? I mean, most let's just say this, let me back up. Most people that have a dream of turning a hobby into a career, um the one and and main fear that holds them back is the money and and not you know, not knowing where that next paycheck's coming from and and that sort of thing. And I know you went from that steady paycheck, you know, with an agency that dealt with victims, advocates, and, and that sort of thing, to, okay, now that stopped. Now we've got to start something else. What was your biggest fear? I mean, did you have more than just the paycheck, or how did you even deal with the paycheck situation? Um, I, I was really, um, I was enjoying the pictures, but also I was seeing our bank account dwindle Right. Quickly. Yeah. And and it was it was really disturbing, and I was, and then the fear hit me of like, oh my God, what about if these people don't like my work? Oh right. my God, moment. And I was like, you know, I was talking to my husband about this. He was over. I think it's the first time we had that conversation. He was in I, Iraq, and he was like, dear, he goes, just have faith in yourself. He goes, it'll work wow. out. Just trust me, it'll work out. And I was wow. like, All right. And it went through a little trial and errors. It didn't happen. You know, I mean, the word word of mouth happened almost overnight, but mm-hmm. the income didn't happen as fast as I wanted it to. It tripled right. in, and then once right. it started exploding, it exploded. Started wow. being persistent with it. Yes. Were you prepared for the explosion when it finally happened? No. 
I'm not going to lie to you about that one. You know, the no, funny I'm thing not. is, as as business owners or entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call us, um, you you always have these kind of pie in the sky dream. Oh, well, I'll get my stuff out there, and pretty soon I'll you know I'll be generating this kind of income. You ha- you have those kind of explosive you know expectations as far as revenue goes, but then whenever it doesn't happen, you, like you say, the doubts come, and you right. I'm not good enough. I'm not this you know, and you start self doubt, and then when you finally do see people needing your product or using your product, or there's a demand created out there. All of a sudden, then that's overwhelming too because you really weren't expecting that, you know. And so, how did you deal with that? Um, I, I, a lot of late night of editing and staying up late and getting up early. I mean, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a one person dog and pony show basically. Uh huh. <laughs> um, you know, I've had assistants, and you know, we'll talk about that I guess a little bit later on. That they just didn't pan out for one reason or the other. And uh-huh. I, you know, I've always had those. I have yet to find an assistant that I can keep or that I can really depend on. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, just, you know, I've had to learn how to space out my work, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and not overbook myself. I'm very much right. about that now. And also I've had to really get a little bit better organized, and I'm horrible with being organized sometimes. Uh-huh. I have to allot myself, like, a certain time frame for editing, a certain time frame for relaxing, I had to get mm-hmm. that in, and then a yeah. time frame for everything else. So mm-hmm. as long as I well, keep on that, that it seems to be working okay. Uh huh. You know, that's. I think though that's something too that a lot of. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, I don't want to say they take for granted, but, you know, you forget whenever you work for someone else that the organizational, uh, the systems that are in place, the processes and the procedures, you know, they've been there. They've been there set up, you know, from the people that were there before you and all that. And you just go through and somebody tells you exactly what to do. And, and on this day you do this or, you know, it's, it's all laid out for you. And suddenly whenever you become an entrepreneur and you're on your own, your day is wide open and you're only as productive as you can be. And organization is so important in being able to actually get things accomplished. Um, I know so many, there are some people that are really, really good at it. And a lot of people that are former military people are really good at being organized. I guess it's kind of, you know, the force of, of being in that rigid environment. But, you know, by sticking to that that schedule, whether, you know, whether you have to use scheduling tools or whether you have to, you know, use software and systems that can help you, um, whether it's automate manual processes that you're doing and always be looking for ways to try to um, increase efficiency. I mean, when you are a one-person, you know, shop, essentially you're you're maxed out once you're maxed out, you know. And so getting gaining those efficiencies is very, very critical. But, but organization is something that is not built into being an entrepreneur. You know, you're only as organized as you are. And... Um, I think a lot of people forget about that. So whenever it comes time to trying to grab all your receipts and run to the tax accountant and find out whether you made money or not, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a tough thing. And I think, um, you know, people need to be prepared for that and kind of, like you say, put themselves on a schedule or give yourself, um, you know, know what you can and cannot do. Otherwise, otherwise it's easy to watch your days. Yeah. go by exactly. and suddenly you be at the end of the day you don't have anything accomplished and you think how did I ever work exactly <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly also what I 
what I had to learn the hard way. You know, again, like I said, being in business by myself, it's a trial and error thing. Basically. Yeah. I had to learn that I had to set a certain part of my house out just for my business. Okay. And just go there just for work. And okay. not go there for fun or anything else. Just go there for work. And then when I stepped out of that area, then that was home time. And okay. I found out that once I seg- segregated it, I guess that's a good word, uh-huh. it made it go a little bit easier. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does because because there is sometimes we lose yeah. that especially if you're dealing with a home based yeah. um, type situation, you lose that um, separation from business to personal. And either right. one of two things happens: either your home creeps into your business space and you're not able to get any business done, or you feel like you can never take a break from your business yeah. to have any other things going on. And like you said, you you have to actually schedule time for relaxation. Which, you know, most people, that's kind of like, you know, once you're not at work punching the clock, that's your default (laughs) default mode is relaxation. (laughs) So so now you've been very honest about sharing some of the the things that you've learned along the way and some of the mistakes that you've made. And we don't, you know, like to completely focus on the negative. But I wanted you to think about a failure that you may have had along the way as you were setting up your business or, or getting involved um, with the modeling uh, a- aspect of doing the photography, um, a failure that you have had that maybe somebody else could learn from in their business? Uh, sure. I'd say the biggest thing is not checking, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, <clears throat> not checking the um, the qualifications of people who say they want to help you out. You know, like I okay. had, I had somebody say that they were really good in PR, and they could do this and they could do that. And they were painting a real pretty picture for me, and um, mm-hmm. it ended up costing a whole lot of money, and almost oh, my wow. business. And they were not what they said they were, which really upset me. Um, it was a trial and error. You know, I can't go by, in you know, what you say anymore. I have to be able to verify. I have to vet you basically. Right. So you are who you say you are. You know, like I've had assistants. I had this one assistant who swore up and down. She was with other photographers. She knew exactly what I needed, and she could help me out. And she couldn't even pick up a picture frame from Key West that I asked her to do. Oh, my god! You know, and it was like um, the next day I got, and it really wasn't even anything that I asked her to do. And that was, you know, a client was waiting for California for that picture, and I had to get it sent oh, out. Wow. And she completely dropped the ball, and I was, I would be on with it, because this is a uh, client from California that was um, in the music business, mm. and it, it just really aggravated the snot out of me, and it let me down, and it just, you know, like I said, about the PR person, that was a letdown, and that cost me my business reputation. Wow. I had modeling agencies refusing to speak to me as a result of this person not being honest about her qualifications. Oh, gosh. Now, let me ask you this. What have you found or, or have you have you found a good way of finding qualified um, people to work for you? Have, I mean, is there anything that has worked to actually find good people? Uh, it's, it's really trial and error. Like I said, I, I do a lot of background checks now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of people I can really 
you know, that I've checked them out, and they are who they say they are. Mm-hmm. And I know I in a pinch I could use them in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, just check the backgrounds. I can't emphasize that more. Um, I mm-hmm. use um, been verified a lot. Okay. That makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and do you find that, like, using, are you classified ads or Internet-type uh, job boards or word of mouth? Or what What have you found that's worked the best? Um, I use online mostly, social media. Okay. Now, okay. I, I did do traditional stuff, and it really didn't work out well. I did the Winn-Dixie receipt. My okay. Like that, and that was a disaster. That was okay. dollars down the drain. I did the... Um, <laughs> Yeah, God bless Win Dixie. I love them. Yeah, really. <laughs> I did the um, the newspaper advertisement, and that didn't pan out as well as I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the stickers on my car, the magnets, mm-hmm. and I guess somebody liked the pictures so much they took the magnets one day about a year ago. Oh my gosh! Like, wow. Right. <laughs> so wow. It's okay, so I got me a new set, and um, but you know, I it's mostly word of mouth because I I work okay. in. Miami, Tampa, and Key West, and the Keys. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, I'm on social media a lot. <clears throat> you got excuse me. I'm so sorry. I work That's on okay. social media a whole lot. I'm always okay. on Twitter. I'm always on Facebook. Um, I try to be on LinkedIn a whole lot, and I'm on Instagram. And it's, I it's, see. It's, that's just the way to go. Well, I think what happens with those type of things is that you really you open up the doors to your business exactly. to a much wider you're, it's like you're casting a much wider net yeah. just like you said you had a client in California well y- many times if you were just a local photographer you wouldn't really even imagine that you would have a client from California because they're not here you know they're across right. the country exactly. but using those online tools you are able to take your local business that you know, is is helping the local economy here in the Keys, and also, and you know, it's kind of the reverse of what a lot of businesses do. You know, a lot of businesses they're in a local place, and because their headquarters are elsewhere, they send all their money. You know, all their money goes out of the local community. But you're kind of the opposite way around, in that you're a local entity here in the Keys locale, and yet you're bringing in business and in money to the local economy here rather than sending it out. So by by drawing those clients in. So I think that's a, that's a definitely a good take on it. And it's one way that, you know, a local business can use the internet and the far flung, you know, social media, you know, avenues to try to get uh, more clients locally. So I think that's a great thing. So we've talked about a failure and I, I, I think, you know, Boy, I tell you, I think the uh, hiring and who you hire and finding the right people, I think that's a sticky wicket for a lot of business owners, which I think, and and this is just my personal opinion, I have no data to back it up whatsoever, but I think in some ways – it's it's such an issue with local businesses that what that the default mode sometimes becomes to employ your your significant other, employ your children, you know, make it a family business, and you at least have your family members, you know, that you know who you're right. dealing with and that sort of thing, which it works great for some people, other people maybe not so much, but it definitely is one of those things where um, it, it's a hard thing for every business owner to navigate. Right. So you're not you're not alone there. 
So we've talked about your failures. Have you had something that you would consider your greatest business accomplishment that you could share with us? Absolutely, yes. Um, back in the early start of my career, um, excuse me, I'm so sorry, one of the biggest accomplishments I had back then was I had taken a picture in Key West of a Key West sunset, and I mm-hmm. found liquid gold. And uh, uh, National Geographic picked it up. Oh for yeah, the, for the Your Shot, Your Shot campaign. And okay. It, it was in like the top ten or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And it was such a big thing for me because, you know, to have the rights to say, "Hey, Nat Geo liked my picture." Right. The editor looked at it and she liked it, and she yeah. selected it, and I was like, "Wow, that's really, that's something in my cap right there." Absolutely, you know, and that was one of my biggest accomplishments. And then, um, and then I started getting published in magazines, you know, and so repeatedly. Wow. And even over in the UK, there was a, uh, a magazine I can't remember the name of it right now, but it uh, they ran some uh, fashion images that I did of models down here in Miami during oh, wow. a uh, doing a magazine shoot, and they liked it, so they ran with it. And then some um, U.S.-based magazines picked me up, and they were, you know, doing my images as well. About, I think, six, seven of them so far. Wow. So, I mean, I'm really happy with that. You know, I I think that's the biggest accomplishment. And also, um, some of the, you know, stars, like um, there's a country music star named Tim Sharon. I've done photo shoots with him. Uh-huh. And I wow. thought that was, you know, for him to come down, well, he contacted me, he goes, because I was looking for a male model one day. And I put it out on Facebook, and he contacted me, and I said, okay. I said, uh, well, who are you? He goes, well, I'm Tim Schroeder. I'm a country singer. And I was like, well, I've never heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was thinking, Susie, shut up, just be nice. And so I met this guy, I met his manager, loved him to death, did the shoot, and I gave him all the, I gave him the images to use, whatever he wanted. Uh-huh. And um, I've gone to a couple of his, you know, um, singing performances, and, you know, I've shot with him there. And, you know, whenever he comes back around, I want to shoot with him again. And then wow. um, I gave a picture to the Brian Buckley Band out in California because one of their songs inspired me to do this one shoot. And oh. I took a model from Canada, and I did. I shot her out here outside of being on the bridge. And um, I, I had it freshly edited, and I presented it to them, and they liked it. And then uh, that's how it's kind of been networking. But that's a compliment yeah. because I I don't want to say I get my foot in the door, uh-huh. but I'm starting to network a little bit more with people on that level, which is really good. This is you know what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is that? I mean, as far as as far as marketing strategies and that sort of thing, is is getting your work out there, is that one of the best marketing strategies you have as far as your business goes? Yes, absolutely. If you're talking about being online, absolutely. You can't uh, – I don't think in today's age, in technology level, I don't think that traditional advertising and marketing and networking will work. You've got to hit the online social media mm-hmm. networks. That's it. I mean, magazines, a lot of magazines are no longer doing publications. Right. So they're yeah. doing online. Online. You're exactly it's, it's right. It's just like when digital cameras came out. 
everybody was like, oh, film is always going to be here. Well, Playboy does digital. The NFL shoots uh, digital. Yeah. I mean, everybody does. You know, know, digital is primarily 99.9% of the market now. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and all the magazines, when you want to submit to them, they ask you, submit it online with the files, blah, 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 blah. They have a requirement, and you have got to do it mostly online now. Well, and if you think about, too, I mean, in the old days, and when I say old days, I'm not talking, you know, I'm talking about, you know, 20, 25 years ago, people were, um, you know, if you wanted to be a photographer, you had to create this huge, bulky portfolio, you know, of all your things, and you had to schlep it from place to place and go see these people in person and, or, you know, create ones that you could send, you know, to places. And now think about how, you know, just think about how, easy it is to get in touch with people and how you know how those files can go in thousands of places but still be right there on your computer and to know that you have that ability from your house or from any location in the world it's it's no wonder we've become such a globalized society absolutely also um talking about the portfolios back then the models used to have these big bulky portfolios yes today uh, they still have some, but the majority of fashion models that are signed with agencies, they have USB ports. Uh-huh. They have and they, they, just... Just, they send them out, and, you know, they do it all online and stuff. A lot, I mean, yes, they still use the, the paper, the physical mm-hmm. portfolio, but the majority of the time is the USB stuff. It's it's crazy. It's just to me, it's it's crazy that I mean, it's great. It's fantastic because it sped up, you know, the the information uh, transfer, so to speak, between businesses and all that. It mean allows people to make decisions so much uh, quicker, and because you get information so much quicker. Now you've mentioned your market. Yeah, exactly. And you're not as limited as you you would have been at one one point. Um, now you've you've talked about how social media is so key in your business, and I will tell you that a lot of a lot of business owners are struggling with social media and where it fits in. You know what makes sense for their type of business. Um, it, uh, social media is a little bit overwhelming because you mentioned what, let's you mentioned Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and and there are others out there. You know Pinterest, uh, Tumblr, all these other you know places out there. Um, and so it's overwhelming because sometimes people think, well, I've got if I'm going to be on one of these, I've got to be on all of them. <laughs> and then if I'm going to be on all of them, you know, how do I come up with that many original posts? What am I posting? What am I doing? What you know, it's 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 very overwhelming. And at the same time, a business owner's like, but I still need to run my business even while I'm trying to do 82 different channels of social media every yeah. single day. So tell us how you, what your social media strategy is and kind of how you manage that and have been able to make that have some success for you. Sure. I, well, you know, I, like I said earlier, I use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Okay. And, and I primarily use Facebook and Twitter. And okay. I to get a little bit more on um, Instagram. But um, what, what I do is I try to mix a little bit of personal and fun mm-hmm. in with my business because and and that I've read this before in business um business books concerning online social media mm-hmm. and if you do one or the other 
you're going to lose no matter what. You can't okay. be 100% business because people don't want that. They want to know who you are behind, uh-huh. behind the camera. And you can't be completely 100% oh, you know, my dog Fluffy is right here. You know, you have to be able to find a happy medium with it. So I, I try to, you know, mix as much as I can of my personal life without being overbearing with it. Right. With my um, photography life. Like, uh, a couple of years ago, I went out to the Florida Everglades to do a photo op, to take a weekend off with another photographer and shoot whatever we want. And I said, it was a funny story, and I couldn't help but post it. We saw this cancer crossing sign. So we pull up and we said, oh, let's get out and take a picture of it. We're so cheesy. He, 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 he. <laughs> and we get out, and it's about maybe 60 feet from the car. And we go up, and all of a sudden we hear this low growl. Oh, no. And we're like, oh, my God. Well, we're trying to run back to the vehicle. We get back in the vehicle, and we look at each other and go, oh, that was cool. Let's do it again. <laughs> so we jump out, and we're going, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And oh, I go, that Panthers are going, these women are crazy. Oh, my And we gosh. can hear the hissing and the growling, and we can kind of like hear the animal going further away. So we go back to the vehicle. We run down the road. We're trying to find this panther. So we come across this little um, jewelry shop, souvenir shop, and we go inside, and we're telling her all about it, and we're giggling, and she goes, yeah, the helicopters are out looking for her, this female panther earlier. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, wow. I said, this is it then. So once we got back to the hotel room, we posted it all over Facebook. You know, oh along gosh, with the post, yes. a funny story. Uh-huh. And, you know, oh other people started following me. They're like, you had the funniest adventures. And so oh, gosh, yeah. That. Yeah. Well, you know, I know for me as a consumer, if I go to anyone's business website, doesn't really matter what it is, one of the first places I'm looking for is that about me page. Yeah. You know, I love to read that about me. I want to know who's behind the website. I want to know what, you know, as, as much as I can about them. I'm not some crazy, creepy stalker or anything, <laughs> but, you know, it just helps validate and it kind of helps you resonate a little bit with that business. So right. I think, you know, having that mix of um, some personal, you know, stuff in with your business, I think it really especially for those businesses where you as the business owner are kind of the brand, right. you know, of your business, I think that definitely makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. And I think it's a little bit scary, too, for people to, um, you know, <laughs> to, to feel like they're exposing their personal life, you know, out there. Or, you know, what if there's some creepy person that, you know, they now put a picture of my child, you know, on my Facebook or whatever. But it just, um, it, it makes sense for, you know, for the most part, there's, there's uh, only only good there, I would say. Sure. So yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, oh Lord, I was going to say something. I just it completely left my mind. I'm such a blonde. Sometimes you got to excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let me ask you this: yeah, Do you use um, you use Facebook and Twitter mainly for the kind of updates um, to uh, kind of targeted toward your your consumer or your the, the models or people that would want to use your services and then are you using more like LinkedIn to connect with like the other professional networks like the modeling agencies and other people like that that you would need to connect with or you kind of 
How do you kind of have this split up? I kind of hodgepodge it all together. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I found models through LinkedIn, you know, okay. which is really surprising because I'm hardly ever on there. Um, mm-hmm. But I find a lot of more professionals like, using that actually to mm-hmm. connect. And it, <clears throat> it it works. It simply yeah. works. I like it. Um, I'm finding a lot of agencies, the modeling agencies, they tend to use Facebook and Twitter. Uh-huh. Which is really kind of surprising, but I guess in a way it's not. It's really smart if you yeah. look at it because you 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 reach the masses, and that's what it's you want. True. You reached all the masses in in Japan and the UK and you know wherever else you want to reach. It's there. If yeah. you're on a computer, you're going to reach them. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, it's it's it's. It's good to know that there are people that are able to take social media and have it add value to their business because I think um, I think a lot of business owners, I hate to say it, they look at social media as, you know, social media marketing. And in some ways it's content marketing, some ways it's relationship marketing and all these different types of marketing together. But they, they try it and they throw out a couple of things, right. but it's not they don't keep up with it or it's not the complete package. And so they go, oh, it didn't work, so we quit, you know. So I'm glad to see that that you figured out a way to kind of make it an integral part of your business and kind of the hub around which a lot of your networking occurs. So I think that's that's a good lesson for a lot of people. Well, well, years ago I had a photographer, and he's been in business like 30 years, 30, 40 years, whatever. He was telling me that uh, by me doing social media, <clears throat> that would be the death of my career. And he was very poo-poo <laughs> on it. Very. Uh-huh. I won't tell you exactly how he phrased it to me, but uh-huh. it was very derogatory. It was very, very ugly. And I was like, geez, I said, you know, why the hate? He said, because social media, he was like, social media is not worth the effort. He said, you're mm. not going to go anywhere with it. And he got really ugly about it. And he went out of business like a year later. Wow. I was like, Oh my God! So I, I had to be a little, you know, needle picking. I was like, yeah. Maybe you should realize that social media is what's coming up. I said, you know, you either do social media, or you're going to get left in the dust. Well, you you evolve or you you become a relic exactly. in this you know in this day and age. And I hate to say it, but the um, the older I get, the more I feel you know out of touch with all the new technology that's coming along. But I oh, think. Yeah. You know, you have to stay on top of the start. It doesn't mean you have to get into everything full, you know, full force. And I think most people in their businesses are successful if they, you know, take one or two of those social media channels and work them very well and right. do it very well and leave the others until, you know, it, the time where your business allows it or until the time you have your processes and your, you know, your content and you kind of have, have it all figured out enough that um, you can just incorporate a third uh, social media avenue very seamlessly. Otherwise, you end up wasting a lot of time. And and I think that's what happened is so many people have wasted time on social media or it sucked up a huge amount of their time and they've never really seen any value from it. And so then, of course, their their paradigm is it's a waste of time. You're never going to see any revenue from it. And and not everyone's there just for the revenue. Sometimes it's there about building the relationships or the networking or the contacts and, and that right. sort of thing, knowing that it might take a year before you get a client from that. So, yeah, I found that as a result of me using the social network extensively like I do, you know, I try to balance mm-hmm. it out, of course. When I go out, 
there are people who recognize the name Swank Photography. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's kind of, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of like, <clears throat> you know, shocked the first time, a couple of times that it happened. I was up at right. a restaurant having lunch. And um, I talked to yeah, I said, here's my business card. And, you know, so I was like, i got to find an art gallery, blah, 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 here's my card. She goes, oh, my God, I know you. And I was like, you do? She goes, I follow you on Facebook. She goes, I love your pictures because I have bought some of your pictures. Let me book huh. with you right now. And then she told some of the other uh, waitresses and clients or customers and uh, patrons there. And I got actually like three paid jobs that day from just going into the restaurant. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Now, I was going to say part of that is, you know, we're in such a, uh area, you know, where the, the keys are such – local friendly business right. environments, you know, because there's there's not a lot down here in right. some areas, you know. So I think that it's great that you can get, you know, whether it's in, in fa- you know, you have the face-to-face people that you're building relationships with as well as the people online, you right. know, and I think that's that's fantastic. It's a way to kind of make sure all the spokes in your business are, are reaching somebody. Exactly. You know, and yeah. I love that. Now, we always have listeners that are looking for a particular niche to start a business in, and um, down here in the Keys is a completely different business environment than in, you know, big cities and that sort of thing. But um, I find out from talking to business owners what, you know, some some of the – sometimes the best thing is just, you know, brainstorm ideas and, and hear a, a bunch of different inputs. So I like to ask my business owners that I've talked to what local products or services are they finding that they cannot source locally and they're having to either go online to get or they're just not finding what they need. Because by hearing this, you know, if you hear something enough, you might begin to, uh, if you're a business person looking to start something, you might begin to uh, get some ideas. So what are you finding that you would love to be able to source locally, but you cannot find it? Uh, Oh, good Lord. Here's the list. I need clothing designers. Uh-huh. I am always looking for them. I've, I've used them from Tampa. I use them from Miami. I use them from California, from the UK. I need clothing designers, jewelry designers, absolutely. Um, nail designers, yeah, really not much. Props, mm-hmm. if you're uh, if you're into making props, you know, like what I was mm-hmm. looking for uh, last summer, I was looking for somebody to make a um, six foot wide disco ball. Oh, wow. And so I needed it for a prop. Mm-hmm. Right around six feet tall. Well, excuse me, five foot tall. And I couldn't get anybody to make it. Wow. Nobody down here had, nobody down here was doing it. And then I needed someone to make um, some other props for some shoots. And I had to outsource that from from Miami or from Tampa. And I was just wow. so frustrated. Um, there's a couple of small-time clothing designers down here. But I'm always searching for these. You know, if you're mm-hmm. a clothing designer, a jewelry designer, or a prop maker, contact me directly. I really want to work with you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Please. Well, that's definitely a good thing. Because what we'll do is, um, Sue, and every time we... we uh, publish a podcast we always do show notes and in that i'll link up um you know ways for people to find you and get in touch with you and we'll definitely put that in the show notes so that if anybody's hearing it at a future time or reading about it later on they'll still be able to contact you so um i love that you're you're 
looking for those types of uh, kind of, I mean, those are very creative niches that um, those people that are in those niches definitely need outlets like like yourself in order to help round out their business. So I love that. So what's the next step for your business? Okay, well, 2015, we'll actually, um, I'm actually going to open up a modeling agency here in the Florida Keys. Oh, wow. Something that's not here, I don't believe, that I'm aware of. No, there's never been a modeling agency down here. Um, there's been a promotional agency down here, I believe, from what I hear, but never, you know, for like events and stuff, boat shows, but never a modeling agency. And the need is so dire, straight need here, mm-hmm. and it's really, it's really kind of sad because the Keys, we have beautiful, beautiful people here. Mm-hmm. We have beautiful scenery, beautiful people. And unfortunately, people, when you say Florida Keys, they just think it's a party town, but we offer right. so much more than that. And I want to open up a modeling agency to prove that. The talent mm-hmm. is here. Uh, just got to get the local businesses to come on board with it, which I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Keys is already attracting um, movie sets from Hollywood and everything mm-hmm. else. There's movies being made down here. Why not the modeling agency? Sure, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Well, I love that. And hopefully there will be people listening to this in 2015 that we'll have referred to them to your website, and they'll also be able to uh, find all they need to about modeling and that sort of thing as well. So, Now, as a parting thought, can you give us any uh, a piece of wisdom that maybe you wish you had known starting out that you can share with other people that might be starting out? Uh, don't give up. Just grab everything you can read about you know, what you want to get into. Um, read everything you can, practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. Um, look at other businesses similar to what you want to get into and see where they failed or see how you want to tweak it and make it your own. Um, also, just be careful to check the backgrounds of people who want to work with you. Ah, good you news. And, yeah. and again, good, I can't emphasize right now. And also, use the social media. It's free. It yeah, free. that's it's true. free, work it. Yeah. It only costs you your time, but you do need to manage that so you don't end up neglecting other areas. But I agree that there's no reason. The barrier to entry for social media is so small, it's just your learning curve. And you know what? If you don't know about it, maybe that's something you can outsource to a local teenager or a family friend or somebody that's a little younger generation that might be, you know, that might be so second nature to them and there's no sense in you spending five, six, seven hours a week struggling with it. Just give it to them, tell them what you want on it, and they can do all that in a matter of, you know, minutes. So it's easy to take care of that. So you've been extremely generous with your um, sharing of your time and your lessons learned and your failures and in your as well as your accomplishments and that sort of thing. So I wanted to as a favor to you and uh kind of kind of as a way to thank you for sharing with us today. I wanted to give you an opportunity to promote anything within your business that we can help you promote online here. And like I say, in our show notes we'll link up to everything. So um what can we promote with your business to our listeners and then tell us how we can find you. Uh check me out on uh my website slank-photography.com. Okay. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Swank uh, Photography. You can find me okay. on Twitter under Sue Swank. But also, okay. be sure to check out my fine art gallery. If you go to my website, you can mm-hmm. find my fine art gallery links right there. Okay. Um, you know, I work, like I said, almost exclusively with models now. But I also have a fine art gallery that's up. And the holidays are coming up. 
get those pictures. You're going to have beautiful, yes. sunny images there. Well, and I was going to say, if you've ever... Um, if you've ever come to the Keys or been to the Keys and you, um, you know, you many times you want something that is representative of here instead right. of um, something that's been, you know, like a little tchotchke or something that's been imported or, you know, what it to me, it's like whenever you can take a photograph of a beautiful sunset that you witnessed or, or other things and, and add that to your home and add that to your space or give that as a gift to somebody else, it really, um, it kind of gives a whole lot of value to that rather than just cheapening the the whole experience. And and that's one of the things I love about the Keys community is that it's full of creative, artsy people that are making original, one-of-a-kind art and definitely worth, you know, getting the eyes of the world on because there's a whole lot of creativity bubbling up here, and I love that you're a part of that. Thank so you. I will definitely make sure we hook up to all these places, link up uh, on our, our uh, show notes page so that people can find you. And, uh, Sue, I can't thank you enough for sharing with us this morning. You've been absolutely fantastic to talk to, and I have certainly enjoyed um, getting to know you and you know you never know I might run into you at the Big Pine restaurant or something <laughs> like that at some point in time but um, love to meet you face to face and I thank you again so much for your time and sharing uh, your Thanks journey with us me. today. If you'd like to join our local community here at the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, the best way to do that is to follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash brick and mortar reporter podcast. Now, every single day when we upload a new episode and we launch it, we'll have a little blurb there along with a link to it, along with some great discussions about local business and things that are going on in local areas all over the country that can affect your business and other businesses in the local community. So follow us on Facebook. We'd love to have you join our community. I wanted to let you know of one other way you can support us here at the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. If you are an iTunes listener, we are like every other podcast out there, always chasing those elusive iTunes reviews. We know it's not easy to leave them. We know it's a cumbersome task to have to log in and launch it and then go in and find us and leave the review. And I just want to let you know that we certainly appreciate any review and we would love it if you could do us a favor. If you like what we're doing, even if you just like a particular episode because you like that business owner or you like that interview or it was particularly relevant to you, hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It means more than you know because, like I say, every podcaster is chasing those illustrious iTunes reviews and we know they're hard to get because it's such a time-consuming thing for you to leave them. But it only takes a couple of minutes out of your time and it means so much to us. So if you like what we're doing, leave us a review. We'd love to have it. Thanks so much for your support. If you are a Twitter user, and we know many of you are, we love Twitter ourselves, we would love to have you follow us on Twitter. You can find us at BAM, B-A-M, Reporter. It's at BAM Reporter. So hop on over to Twitter, follow us, and you'll get all the updates every time we launch a new episode. And when anything comes out that the local business community needs to be aware of, we will tweet that out and you'll have access to that. So follow us on Twitter at BAM Reporter. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.